0: You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguda, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and on this edition, we're going to be looking at the five positions I believe Arsenal need to be strengthening in this summer if we're to stand any chance of competing for the top four. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, I think we've all kind of looked at what's gone on at Arsenal over the last couple of seasons. And we can all agree that it's not been good enough. We can all agree that the squad has not been good enough. At times, the manager hasn't been good enough. And there is so much that needs putting right at Arsenal. I think at this moment in time, looking at it, 14th of July, 2021, that it's actually unrealistic to expect Arsenal to get into the top four next season. But I've always said that for me, I want to see Arsenal at the very least compete for it. It's what I wanted to see last season. It didn't happen. We were miles off. We were never in the race. We were nowhere near it. So Arsenal, for me, need to get back up there, need to get back up there competing and at least need to challenge for it and be in the running for it going into the last few weeks of the season. That would represent a good season for me. If Arsenal got into the Champions League, if Arsenal qualified via the Premier League top four, That would be a fantastic season for me, but we'll kind of set those objectives and set those targets uh, probably a little bit more accurately just before the Premier League season starts. when we've got a better idea of what this Arsenal side is going to look like. And a lot of people were very upset, very angry, very disappointed uh, by the performance that they saw from Arsenal um, against Hibernian. You know, people were disappointed to see certain players on the pitch, players that many of us feel need to leave the club, uh, players that many of us feel, you know, are are baggage, are are dead weight, are dead rubber, whatever you want to call them. There is so many players that could fall into that category, many of which we saw yesterday. So I get the frustration in that sense. But, um, you know, change, unless you're going to throw mega money at a situation, doesn't happen that quickly and we've found ourselves in a situation where we've got a load of players that the club I think would probably prefer to move on but there are there's a lack of offers there's not the interest that Arsenal had hoped and if there is interest that interest is certainly not coming from those willing to pay what we feel as a football club those players are worth so let's see let's see there's lots to uh lots to dissect lots to think about and um you know, we've we've been talking about the transfer rumours for, for ages now. We've been daily bringing you the latest rumours, the latest stories, trying to make sense of them. I've been sharing my opinions on them. You guys have been sharing yours in the live chat box. But what we're going to do today is we're not going to think too much about the players, the ones that we are going to sign or the ones that we're not going to sign, because with Arsenal, it's not very easy to do that. So what we're going to do, and what I think Mikel Arteta hopefully has already done, and Edu as well, is identify the positions in which there needs to be a change. The positions in which Arsenal need to strengthen so that we can accelerate our sort of rise back to where it is that we need to be. And um, we're going to do that right here on this edition of the podcast. I want to say a few hellos first because there's lots of you in the live chat already. Uh, I can see there's people tuning in from Canada. Big hello to Melford James uh joining us really really appreciate uh your support mate uh what else have we got what else have we got uh miles is joining us from denver hope you're well mate uh gk rienki says uh, harry why are you always streaming at random times unfortunately my friend i have a job as well and um what happens is sometimes work gets in the way i know how dare i uh, how dare i work for a living but yeah um we're going to try and get into some sort of routine uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we will get there. It's just things are a little bit up in the air at the moment. There was a lot of work on uh, with regards to the Euros, which kind of threw my schedule out. Um, and now we're at the point where in this industry, you're kind of looking for work for the next season and you're preparing for the next season whilst trying to take a bit of a break at the same time, because it is full on. I and mean, especially when you've got the Euros, there is no rest. So this month now between Today and the start of the the season is kind of my month to get prepared for next season, but also have a bit of a rest. And it means running around and doing other things as well uh, in between sometimes. So that's why you sometimes get the random times. But we normally try to do around about lunchtime and then one early evening. This one's a bit later than normal, though, I've got to say. But anyway, let's get back to it. So uh, we're going to discuss the positions in which we feel Arsenal need to improve. Let me share the screen with you guys. So you'll see there that I've put a little bit of a mock-up team on the screen. Don't worry if you're listening via the audio platforms. uh, I will explain this as well uh, so that you guys uh, are aware of what I'm talking about. So I've put an Arsenal 11 up on the screen. Well, I haven't put an Arsenal 11. I've put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, an Arsenal 7 up there, right? Um, I said that there's five positions that need improving, and I'm going to explain why the, the maths doesn't quite add up. Uh, as we go on, you'll understand a little bit why. So for the benefit of those of you listening via the audio platforms, I've gone with Burn Leno in goal. I've gone with Kieran Tierney at left-back. I've gone with Gabriel at left-centre-back, and I've left right-centre-back and right-back blank. In midfield, I've gone with Thomas Partey, and I've left uh, the two p- other midfield positions. So the position alongside Thomas Partey and the more advanced midfield position, blank. I've gone with two wingers, Bukayo Saka and Nicola Pepe, whichever way round you want to put them. And I've gone with Aubameyang and Lacazette, uh, Aubameyang stroke Lacazette as our striking options. So there are a number of positions that you'll notice I've put a question mark over because I think they're positions in which Arsenal need to strengthen. Now that might be in the form of someone who is going to come in and play in the first team straight away or that might be someone that isn't going to need to come in to provide cover to somebody else. If we start with the back line, you know, we talk a lot about Rob Holding. There's a lot of debate about Rob Holding. Is he good enough for the longer term? Is he the kind of player that you want to rely on moving forward? And I think with Rob Holding, what you get out of him is you get spells. I've watched Rob Holding for spells where I've gone, I'll tell you what, Rob Holding is not a bad centre-half, not a bad centre-half at all. He's not a world-beater. He's not world-class. He's not top-class. But there have been times where I've looked at Rob Holding and gone, yeah, you know what? He's okay. He's good to have around the place. But whenever I watch Rob Holding over a prolonged period of time and I sit back and I reflect on his performances as a prolonged over a prolonged period of time, I start to come to the conclusion that he is a very good squad defender but I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal to push on and get back to where they need to be. We know that Arsenal are very interested in Ben White. Some reports are suggesting that that is very very close to being done and you'd imagine that if you're going to go and spend in excess of £50 million uh, on a centre-half he is going to walk straight into the team. So In my mind, Mikel Arteta's first choice centre-back pairing feels like Gabriel and Ben White if that deal gets done. So the centre-back position is one that probably at the start of the summer, I didn't necessarily think was a major priority. Yes, we've lost David Luiz and David Luiz was a, a massive influence. He was someone who was very well respected within the group and very well loved by his teammates had a mistake in him had a calamitous moment in him there's no doubt about that but i would argue and i'd strongly argue that over the course of the last season david louise was consistently arsenal's best central defender so losing him is a blow whatever way you look at it losing david louise leaves us short some of us hope that william saliba was going to come back to arsenal come into the picture fill in that that role and and basically go on to fill the potential that we all thought, for Phil, sorry, the potential that we all thought he had or has when, you know, we, we spent around about £27 million pounds to bring him into the club. So that's not going to happen. You know, he's very, very close to joining Marseille. No official announcement from Marseille or Arsenal yet, but we've seen that picture going around social media of, uh, of William Saliba of course, uh, sort of posing with the Marseille scarf, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So that deal is very close to being completed. And therefore, we're going to be short at right centre back. You've got on the left side, you've got Gabriel, you've got Pablo Marie, um, who I think looks decent most of the time as well. He's a good backup. He's like Rob Holding for me. I don't know if I would trust him to play every single week if he does need to come in from time to time I don't have nightmares about it put it that way so I think centre-back is one position that Arsenal definitely need to strengthen in and I think that we are on course to doing that with Ben White now right back is uh, is another position for me that Arsenal need to look at now We know that Hector Bellerin wants to go. We know that there's no agreement in place just yet, but I do expect by the time this transfer window slams shut that Hector Bellerin would have left the club. So for me, I think it's a position we need to look at. Cedric Suarez is a decent right back. I've always said that. I don't think he is spectacular, but I don't think he's bad either. And with Callum Chambers, I'd probably say the same. Neither of them are going to give you what Kieran Tierney gives you on the left-hand side. I would also say, and what's important to note, I think, with this Arsenal side, and I don't know if this will be the case going forward, but it's certainly been the case up to now, is that Mikel Arteta is, in in terms of trying to make the team a little bit more solid and trying to be a little bit more pragmatic, we've seen Mikel Arteta tweak what the right back's role is our right back is not as adventurous as our left back and that is by design it's not just because Callum Chambers is not as good as Kieran Tierney it's not just because Cedric Suarez or Hector Bellerin are not as good as Kieran Tierney it is by design and what I mean by that I'll just share with you guys the tactics board so that I can make this point what you get is you'll get Kieran Tierney bombing on And what you often see is you'll see the back line shift or morph slightly like this into a three when we're in possession. Sometimes you saw it uh, stay like this. Sometimes you would see Granite Xhaka uh, drop into the hole there or drop into this position here to make up for that. Um, But ultimately, that is, in my opinion, and I think it's quite clear, actually. I don't even think it's my opinion. I think it is by design that Arsenal play that way with regards to the fullbacks. One fullback is a little bit more adventurous than the other. In an ideal world, you'd love to have both of them being able to bomb on like that. But that was one of the big problems under Unai Emery. That was one of the big problems under Arsene Wenger. How many times were our defensive midfielders exposed by situations where both our fullbacks had bombed on and we'd been left, and those guys had been left to cover the entire width of the pitch? And they weren't the most mobile players anyway. Mikel Arteta was one of them. So he'll know all about that. So Right back is another area that I think if Arsenal really want to push on, we need to upgrade on. Would I put it at the top of the priority list, though? Maybe not. Maybe not. There are other positions that I think we're more in need of of upgrading. And I'll come on to once we identify those positions to ranking them in terms of what I believe to be the order of importance. So we've established that we need a centre back. Ben White is apparently close to joining the club. I think we need a right back as well. You know, Chambers is okay. Cedric is okay. As I've said, I expect Bellerin to leave. But if you want to go to that next level, you do have to push on. You do have to improve in that area. The fullback positions are key nowadays, probably more so than ever. Moving into the midfield. Now, this for me is the biggest priority. I've given my ranking a little bit away now, but I'm sorry, but this is. I think this is obvious anyway. So the midfield for me is is a massive, massive area that Arsenal really, really uh, need to address this summer. We're talking about Granit Xhaka, supposedly close to joining Roma, a player, in my opinion, who was criminally underrated last season. Last season, I know he was shit before that, but last season he was very good. Criminally underrated by some of our fan base. Incredibly important in terms of making us a better defensive unit because of what I've just talked about, because of him slotting into certain areas and understanding the kind of the morphing of this team shape when Arsenal were with or without the ball. But it's important now that with him seemingly headed for an exit, Arsenal bring in someone who is ready to come into the first team and partner Thomas Partey. There is no point in going and signing a load of players that might make it, that might cut the mustard. I always said, in order to upgrade on Granit Xhaka, you're going to have to bloody spend money. Arsenal are going to have to get their checkbook out and spend money. If Granit Xhaka goes for 20 million, we paid 20 million pretty much for Albert Sambi-Laconga, who we believe uh, is is about to sign on the dotted line. We're just waiting for the quarantine period here uh, for him in London to end before that can all be completed. But Albert Sambi-Laconga is a signing for the future. Albert Sambi-Laconga, to me, is a Matteo Genduzzi signing where he'll come into the club and if he's good and if he's ready and if he shows it, he will get opportunities. But there is no expectation For him to come in and instantly hit the ground running and instantly become a midfield sort of general alongside Thomas Partey. Therefore, Arsenal need to go and buy another one. Lokonga is a signing I'm excited about. He's a player I like, but we also need to bring in somebody with a bit more experience and somebody capable of filling in that role right away immediately. The player that plays there also, in my opinion, has to be very comfortable on the ball, has to be able to play facing his own goal, receive it off of his back line when Arsenal are inviting teams on to press them and then trying to play their way around. Whoever that player is to be needs to be very comfortable at doing that and understand that role. So they need to be technical. They need to be mobile. They need to be physical as well, I would say. And... Um, you know that's uh, that's probably the the biggest area of concern for me uh, going into this summer. You know what are we going to do about the midfield? Because Matteo Genduzi's left the club. Um, Danny Ceballos has returned to Real Madrid. Lucas Torreira is probably going to leave the club as well. And you end up in a situation now where you know past sort of Albert Congo until we bring someone else in. You're looking at Mohamed El Neni. Do you want to see Mohamed Don in the starting lineup? I love the guy. I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a great attitude. He's a great person. Always gives it 100%, but I don't think he's good enough. I don't think Ainsley Maitland-Niles in midfield is good enough either. So this is a massive, massive area of concern for me. Arsenal desperately, desperately uh, need to bring someone in in that midfield position. So I'm going to put that as two because we need two players to come in in that midfield. Lokonga's not here yet, so I'm including that one in there. Albert Sambi Lokonga could be one of them, but Arsenal need to bring in another midfield player, in my opinion. Will it be Ruben Neves? Maybe it will be. Um, And I would be pretty okay with that signing because I think he ticks most of those boxes that I mentioned. Not all, but most of them. And I think he fits the profile of player that Mikel Arteta is looking for. Again, we might disagree with the type of player that needs to come in in comparison to what Arteta wants. But that's my my uh, my thoughts on that. Right, um, moving forward, the number 10 position. Now, I've put this one with a question mark, not because I don't like Emile Smith-Rowe. I think Emile Smith-Rowe is a fantastic footballer. I'm a massive, massive fan of his. But as I've said repeatedly, I do worry about Emile Smith-Rowe's fitness. I do worry about his tendency to break down. I do worry about being over-reliant on a young man who's clearly struggled with his fitness and I think that Arsenal need to bring in another option in that position. Who is that option going to be? We were heavily linked with Emi Buendia. That didn't come to fruition. He's joined Aston Villa. We were heavily linked with a move for Martin Erdogan and while it seemed like that was dead in the water, Real Madrid now appear to be quite open and willing to allowing him to move on. So is he the man that Arsenal should go and get there? Let me know your thoughts in the chat but it's a position in which we certainly need more backup. You know, people will talk about Joe Willock and, you know, there's some reports emerging tonight at the time of recording on uh, on Wednesday evening that um, that Arsenal or that Newcastle and that Willock are sort of in a position where it looks like he might be headed back to that club on loan. And you're kind of sitting here thinking, no, we've, we said this earlier on. If Willock is not part of your plans, you're in on him now. You sell him and you move on because Joe Willock's stock and Joe Willock's value has never been higher, never been higher. So you've got to move him on now. There's no point in loaning him out again and and being in a position where he maybe has a slightly underwhelming season in comparison to the last one, which he probably will. And then his value decreases significantly. So for me, The only way loaning Joe Willock out again makes sense is if there is an obligation to buy clause at the end of that loan, which means, okay, we're not going to get the money this summer, but we're going to get the money 100%, an amount already agreed at the end of next season. That's the only way. That's the only way. Uh, So the number 10 position is an area for me that we need to strengthen. And, you know, it's it's an area where it's not easy to find top quality players. It's an area where you... Uh, are going to need to spend big money to bring in high caliber. And, and that's why for me it is, um you know, it's one that I think might prove one of the hardest positions for us to fill, but it's one we need to moving on to the final position that I think Arsenal really need to strengthen in. And I know I've got burn Leno in the goalkeeper slot, but I think we need to bring in, I think, no, I don't think we definitely need to bring in another goalkeeper. Now, there have been a lot of suggestions and reports over the last few months that Bern Leno may well be on his way out of Arsenal. I've got to say, whilst I've seen those reports banded about, I've seen nothing or heard nothing to suggest that Bern Leno is close to leaving Arsenal Football Club. I don't think he is. I think Bern Leno is staying put right now anyway. And unless something changes, something dramatic changes, then I think, you know, we're going to be with Bern Leno for for a while Matt Ryan has obviously joined Real Sociedad. I can see a few of you mentioning him in the comments. People frustrated that Arsenal didn't uh, make the effort to make that deal permanent and the problem at goalkeeper is not in the first team necessarily. Do I have my issues with Bern Leno? Yeah, I do. I think there are some things which he could improve on. I think there are some development areas with Bern Leno. uh, Some quite glaring ones actually, but it's beyond Bern Leno that worries me. Alex Renarsen, not Good enough. We've seen enough of Renarsen to know that he's not good enough, to know that he's not up to it, to know that he's not capable. And young Arthur Aconquo, and this is not at all based on the mistake he made yesterday uh, against Hibernian, but young Arthur Aconquo is a young lad who's just broken through into the first team setup and should not be put into that position where he's relied upon. He really shouldn't be. And um, and so for me, that is another clear area. In which arsenal need to absolutely need to uh you know get um get some recruits in and strengthen the squad so the five areas just to recap in which i believe arsenal need to recruit this summer in order for us to have a chance of uh, of uh, challenging for the top four are goalkeeper center back right back center midfield and attacking midfield. Those are the five areas for me in which Arsenal must do business this summer. Now I'm going to try before I go, I'm going to try and rank them in order of importance. And I think it's important that we do that because signing five players of a high caliber in one summer is quite a big ask. It's quite a tall order. It might not be possible Uh, I hope it is, because obviously, as um, the whole point of this video is to say how much we need those players. But I do think that, um, you know, it might prove a little bit too difficult. So if you have to miss out on one of those areas or even two of those areas, what are the ones that are the least priority? And so the ones you should be focusing on the least. Well, let's have a look at it again. So the goalkeeping position for me is a must Uh, We definitely need to bring in another goalkeeper because we're one injury away from a catastrophe in goal. Uh, Centre back, I think, became more important off the back of the William Saliba thing, knowing and understanding that in Mikel Arteta's opinion and the club's opinion, he's not quite uh, ready yet. And he's been sent out on loan again, rightly or wrongly. Right back for me is not as much of a priority because, as I say, even in the event that Hector Bellerin does leave, we've got two players uh, who can play in that position, plus Nuno Tavares, who has been brought in, of course, to cover for Kieran Tierney. But as we keep talking about, is capable of operating at right fullback as well. The centre of midfield is massive for me. Um, You know, as I've said, it's all good bringing Lekonga in, but we still need more I think Arsenal need to bring in a second midfielder, a more experienced, more accomplished midfielder who will be ready as soon as he walks into London Colney to get on the training pitch, to get involved in the drills, to get involved with his teammates and then walk out at the Emirates Stadium that weekend and represent us. That is really important for me. The number 10 role is also important too, uh, because obviously uh, we saw how important it was. We saw what a difference it made in the second half of the season when someone of Emil Smith-Rowe's profile came in. And if you take Emil Smith-Rowe away, and you can bet that Emil Smith-Rowe will pick up an injury or two over the course of the next season, will be without a natural player, uh, or a natural replacement in that position. Can you make the argument that Bukayo Saka can play there? Could you make the argument that maybe even Nicola Pepe could do a job there? Yeah, I think you probably could, but they're not specialists in that position. And so it is still a position for me in which we need to strengthen. So let's rank them then in order of importance. Well, as much as I rack my brain and as many times as I go over this in my head, I can't get away from the fact that the centre of midfield is our most important area in which we need to strengthen. We desperately need a couple of midfield players that can come in and help Thomas Partey, and compliment Thomas Partey, and help us to start to get out of Thomas Partey, what we know he's capable of. This is a fifty, well, £45 million sign-in that I don't think we've seen the best of at Arsenal for a number of reasons, but you're certainly giving him a, a mountain to climb if you don't put him alongside an experienced and complete midfielder. I think also we're going to have awful issues progressing the ball from the defence into midfield, without bringing in that style of player, because I'm not sure that is necessarily Thomas Partey's strength. I think Thomas Partey's shown he's good at playing passes in between the lines, sort of further up the pitch. But in that particular area, um, I would feel a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit that we'd be a little bit vulnerable uh, without bringing someone else in. So for me, centre midfield is the number one priority. It's a massive priority. It's one that we really need to get sorted. So number one, Uh, priority for me is in the centre of midfield. Moving on, uh, we talked about Ben White. That is massive as well, uh, because we've only got the one right-sided centre-back in Rob Holding, who again, I don't think is, you know, is up to playing there every single week, week in, week out. I think that with Ben White coming in. The idea is that he will be able to help that progression from the defence into midfield, and so for me, that's an important deal. But it's interesting because, as I say at the start of the summer, that wouldn't have been probably even in my top three, and now it's at number two because of the way things have panned out, and maybe that stark realization coming over me that Rob Holding can be good at times, but actually, is he good enough to play there in the long term? And the answer for me is no. Uh moving on, I think the uh, I think I think the goalkeeping position. Actually, do you know what I'm gonna change this round? My apologies. I'm gonna change this round. I'm gonna make the goalkeeping position number two in terms of priorities. Uh because I talk about the center backs and I talk about you know, just having the one right-sided centre-back. You could play Pablo Marie there. You do have Callum Chambers who could come into that position as well if you really needed him to. But beyond Burn Leno, what on earth do we have in terms of goalkeepers? Not enough. Not enough whatsoever. So I apologise for those of you listening on the audio if you're a little bit confused. My number one position in which Arsenal need to strengthen, and this is in order of priority, is the centre of midfield. Number two is the goalkeeping position because beyond Burn Leno, we are completely and utterly screwed and we need another goalkeeper. And that means centre-back gets moved into number three. Now, at number four, I'm going to go with the attacking midfield position because I feel, um, you know, that is an area that we could do with strengthening him. But at the same time, there's a part of me that doesn't want to see Emile smith row dragged out to the left or dragged out to the right like he was at certain points last season. Although I thought he did those jobs really well. Um, I prefer to see Emil Smith Rowe in that position. And so provided he's fit, I don't think there's a major, major need to go and bring in someone that's going to block him. The problem is I don't think he is always going to be fit. And I also don't think you can pin your hopes on a player that young, that inexperienced. And, and so you'd be looking for someone who can come in and maybe provide a bit more nouse in that position, a little bit more experience um, and, and maybe someone who could play from the left or right would be ideal as well, because you'd have that ability to kind of use that front four as as a rotation. That that for me is um, is important as well. So I'm going to go with that at number four, and at number five, I am going to go at with uh, right back as the fifth priority. Now, again, you might think I'm mad. I can see some of you in the chat feel as though. Um, right-back is more important than what where I've ranked it. But as I've said before, I think you've got Cedric there. You've got Callum Chambers there as well. You've got Nuno Tavares, who Arsenal have just spent money to bring to the club, who can supposedly play there as well. So for me, it's somewhere I'd like to see us strengthen, but I can't put it, um, you know, I can't put it right at the top of the list to me. I just I just can't do it. I've got to be honest. So let me run through that one more time. So in terms of the priorities, in terms of how I rank the positions in which Arsenal need to strengthen, number one, I've gone with the centre of midfield. I think that's incredibly important, the most important area of the pitch. We're really light in there at the moment. I don't want to see Ainsley Maitland-Niles playing in there. I don't want to see Mohamed el playing week in, week out. We really need to do some work in that position. At number two, I've gone with the goalkeeping position because for me, this is just one where you don't need to go and spend an absolute fortune. You don't need to spend the shitload of money. You just need to bring in someone who you can call upon from time to time and trust that they'll do the job to a certain standard. Now, of course, with, uh, you know, with Bern Leno, w- Right now, he's not going anywhere, and maybe if he was to go somewhere else, that position would change in terms of how urgent it is that we address it. But as things stand right now at the time of recording, Burn Leno, for me, um, remains our number one. It's just about finding a deputy. Remember, Arsenal are not in Europe. Therefore, there are less games for that second-choice goalkeeper to play, and so they're less likely to be called upon uh, over a longer period of time. So that's my uh, view on that one. At number three, I've gone with centre back uh, because I feel like, as I've said multiple times on this show, I'm not really sure about Rob Holding playing there every single week. I think he can do okay, and he, you know, most weeks he looks pretty comfortable. But the problem with that is. It's just not elevating the team to another level. I don't think his ball progression is very good. And considering we're a team who want to play that way, who want to draw opponents on and move the ball forward in between the lines and try and expose spaces that way, I'm just not sure that he's fit for purpose. Uh, Not saying he's terrible at it, but I think we could do better. And I think that's why Ben White is the one that Arsenal are looking at. Uh then at number 4 I've gone for the attacking midfield position. As I said, I really like Emil Smith Rowe. Um I prefer to see him centrally. I know a lot of people don't mind seeing him from either flank, but I think what's great about Emil Smith Rowe when he starts centrally is that he can pull out to those flanks and he becomes an extra man. So he can pull out and combine uh with the likes of Saka on one side, with the likes of Pepe on the other, with the fullbacks etc. and doing that as an extra man is very different to doing that as the man tasked with playing on the wing. You're not marked because you've left your man behind in the middle to pull out. And that kind of creates spaces, creates uh, opportunities for Arsenal to cause teams problems. So uh, that's my number four. And at number five, I've gone with right back. Just again, because as I've said, I think we've got options there. They might not be the greatest options in the world, but they're not terrible options either. And in an ideal world, I'd like to see us, strengthen in all five of these places, but, you know, is it realistic? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So that would be the way I would prioritize it. Uh, I wonder if Arsenal are thinking the same. Right, let's go over to the live chat box. Let's get a few questions. Uh, chuck your questions in there. We'll take a couple before uh, before we lock off. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. Let me just quickly uh, remind you guys while you're doing that, that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com so if you're in need of some tools to get your male grooming in order if you want to trim down the lawn get it looking lush look it looking sharp ahead of the lockdown lifting uh, completely in a few days time then head over to manscaped.com enter our discount code which is 90min20 and you'll get 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. There's some fantastic products at excellent prices. And as I say, you can get yourself 20% off using our discount code. You'll not only be supporting Manscaped if you do so, but you'll be supporting the Chronicles of Aguna too and helping me to bring you guys more and more Arsenal-related content. Right. Uh, let's quickly check in on the likes as well. And then we'll take a couple of those questions before we uh, we jump off. Let's have a look where we are. I can see right now there's a fair few of you watching us, but we've only got uh, 48 likes. So let's try and get that up to 75. That's realistic. I'm not asking too much. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help the channel. And subscribe if you're new, because we are just around about 30 subscribers away from hitting the 14,000 mark on YouTube alone. And it's driving me mad because it's going so slow. Um, I would love to wake up in the morning, um, on Thursday morning that is, uh, and see that we've hit that, that marker. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel already, and I know there's a lot of you that haven't because there's a roundabout, according to the stats, 46, 48% of you that watch these videos and are unsubscribed to the channel. So what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. It really, really helps. And if you'd like to go one further and become a member of the channel, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. Right. I'm just going to pick out two questions completely at random here. Uh, So do I do apologize um, if I miss yours. Um, Louis Robson says, who would you rather be Suma or La Conga? Well, I think most of us would probably agree that we would prefer Bissouma because he's more of a known quantity. We all know what he's about. We've all seen him do it in the Premier League and we all know that he's someone who probably needs less development uh, to get to the level that's required because we kind of know where he's at already. But of course, you know, Bissouma is likely to cost double what Lakonga's is going to cost. Um, you're talking about a player in La Conga who's said to have incredible potential, and Arsenal see this as a longer-term investment. I think that is what this is all about, really. When you, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, it's about the price and it's about looking at the future. And I think Arsenal uh, are doing that. You know, I think when you consider some of the signings or the players that we have being linked with, the players that we've already signed, Nuno Tavares, for example, it's clear Arsenal are looking at players to invest in for the longer term. Is uh, Bisuma's three years older than uh than Lokonga. Okay, okay, you know, he's not old, he's 24. It's not it's not the be all and end all. But I think Arsenal are looking at the future and Arsenal are working on a budget, and Lokonga is available for essentially half of what Bisuma would be available for. And while he might not be there yet, I think in the eyes of the club, he has the potential to get there and perhaps even surpass what Bisuma brings. Or, or what Basuma's current level is. So yeah, um obviously, look, for instant success and you know, putting the investment and the money and all that aside, which I shouldn't really care about as a fan, yeah, I'd pick Basuma, but it's it's not it's not on the cards. It never really has been. Uh, if you read the reports, if you sort of go by the, the information we've been given, um, it does feel like the Basuma thing is something that the fans have cooked up. And Arsenal have never been as keen on Bissouma as uh, as some of us think. Uh, Zeb says, uh, if we were to sign an Odegaard or a Madison, who would be your starting wingers? Well, in this one, I've gone with with Pepe and Saka. I think they would be my starting wingers at this moment in time, based on the way they performed last season, based on the way they performed at the back end. Uh, sorry. Based, yeah, based on the way they performed at the back end of last season in particular, where although Saka dropped off a little bit, I still think over the course of the season he did enough. And Pepe, for me, just really excelled and really started to look like the player that we'd spent big money on. Still not £72 million worth, but much better um, than, he, than he had been. And he was starting to find a confidence and he was starting to score goals and he was starting to impact games. And yeah, you know, he he scored goals when you look at his sort of record and his ratio previously. But what you were seeing now was you were seeing the goals come, but also the rest of his game elevate to another level. The way he was contributing defensively, the way he was helping the shape of the team, his work rate, his attitude just looked better. His body language looked better. Uh, So for me, those two have done enough to start next season as our first choice wingers. It's difficult because you've got people like Gabriel Martinelli, uh, on the sidelines who look good every time they play, but he'll get plenty of opportunities this season. He's still young as well. Willian uh, just done just done with that. Just done with Willian. Um you know and and you know people like Reese Nelson. I'm not even sure Reese Nelson will still be at the club uh, come the start of the Premier League season. So yeah, I think those two will be my guys, Saka and Nicola Pepe. Right. I am going to leave it there. Uh, I was only supposed to do half an hour, but there we go. We've run about 10 minutes over. Oh, well, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to leave you all there. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening to this via the audio platforms, then please do leave us a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That really helps too. We'll be back tomorrow with more Arsenal-related content. Until then, Take care and stay safe. All the best. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.